the movie theater. There are. So- uh, John's about to go on a rant. There are so. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm John. And I'm Colin, and we are your hosts. And today, we are talking about Megan. Or, otherwise known as Mithrigan, if you would like. Um... (laughs) Also, welcome back. Uh, sorry it's been a minute since we put something out. We've Season 2, Season 3 started. We uh, had some technical difficulties, but we believe that it's, it should be figured out. Yeah, uh, this is, in a, in a strange way, <laughs> our first episode of 2023 for you to hear because uh, we recorded a couple other episodes using a different software, and that software decided to stop working. Uh, so... We're trying something new yeah. today. Um, we're using a different recording software. We're going to see if we like it or not. So it might be a little weird. It might sound different. Bear with us with that for right now. And also that lost episode, we might put out some other time. I'll figure out how, but it's going to not be at the beginning of 2023 like it was supposed to. <laughs> so you'll learn about our top no. five favorite movies of 2022 somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll, Which, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but anyway, today yeah. we're talking about Megan, the um, the new yeah Megan scary ish <laughs> thriller movie that came out at the beginning of this year. Uh, the, no, the the new Blumhouse movie that came out at this year. Yeah. I think that's yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, but I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it, and I think it'll be interesting. So anyway, to get us started talking about Megan, Colin, why don't you give us a one sentence summary of this movie? A one-sentence summary. Oh, man. We do this every time, and every time I, I get all kerfuffled and have no idea what to say. Yes. Um, and I warned you in advance, and you told me that you had a I, sentence. You did. So. You, you warned me. I, I have somewhat of a sentence. Okay. I have the idea of a sentence. I'm stalling. Um, Perfect. Learning to parent with Skynet. Okay. I like it. That's actually pretty fun. Um, yeah. Or learning awesome. to parent with the beginning of Skynet. I... Okay. AI, good or bad? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's every AI situation, though, really, if we're being honest. Yeah. But uh, what about you, John? What is um, your one-sentence summary of this movie? Um, the thing that I came film? up with, and take it or leave it, um, I ba- <laughs> this is really just for a couple specific moments. It sounds like you're stalling worse than I am. I'm just trying to explain myself before I see it by before I even tell you what it is. Um, oh, okay. Chucky, the musical. And that's really just uh, for a couple specific. Spots no, that's in this fair. Movie, but it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I uh, so that's <laughs> in reference to specifically the one that really stands out to me is um, this robot AI Megan. After a very traumatic day, um, singing <clears throat> Battlefield to this girl to get her to fall asleep, which felt very out of place and made me laugh a lot in the middle of this scary movie. And I'm like, why is this happening? There is no purpose <laughs> for this. This should not be happening. It, it did not make any sense yeah, to me. So Megan being this automaton a, a droid robot thing that's supposed to basically take over the best friend slash parent role of a kid. You know, a commentary on bad parenting and things like that and theme of the story. And, you know, at at one point Gemma finally understood that Katie needed like a supporting person in her life. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, With the things that Megan did to kind of support Katie by singing at her at night, and then yelling at her about brushing her teeth or washing her hands and or flushing the toilet. Funny. It was funny. It was a funny movie. So yeah. you're not wrong in like saying that it was it was funny, but it just So don't get me wrong. There were definitely moments in this movie that were scary to me. There were definitely some like intense things that happened. And I appreciated those for what they were. 
There was the brutal killing of a dog. There was the ripping off of an ear of a child. There was shoving him that into was a street an scene. and having him yeah. die by getting run over by a car. And that was graphic and brutal. That was awesome. Very scary. But then there are those funny moments that you were just talking about. Um, making sure that someone flushes the toilet, washes their hands, brushes their teeth, singing to them because they had a traumatic day in a very robotic or, or like, android voice. Very strange. So so here's here's how I understood Megan in the movie. At the beginning, Megan was a program that had inputs and outputs and started learning, and it was a basic learning algorithm. And Megan even says it at the end, like, you didn't understand what, you know, I was. And Megan learns through the movie, and Megan develops their own personality through the movie. But why did Megan dance before killing David? <laughs> I don't what was know. That about because it's just just she, they just did that. That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. It makes no sense. It's so funny though. Um, I mean, like I get every movie you know made for teenagers needs a TikTok dance nowadays, but yeah. like that was an odd choice for an AI to make. Yeah. But okay. Sure. Not what I expected. I mean, maybe Megan as an AI, as a character, is just that sarcastically sassy, I guess? Maybe. Um, Maybe that's like the programming in her that makes her still be a kid, right? I don't really know. Um, Same with like... Yeah, maybe. Same with like the... At the end of the movie, we're just jumping around. Um, hopefully, you've seen this if you're listening to this episode. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, We by are going to be spoiling uh, a lot spoilers. of things we already yeah. have. So, sorry in advance you're if welcome. you weren't expecting that <laughs> from a movie review. Uh, but anyway, at the end of the movie, when she's sitting at the piano and she's playing the piano right before she's about to, like, have this final altercation with Gemma. Well, Oh, with the really intense, like, lighting, like, uh, Adam's family morticia lighting just yeah. across the eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, like, that's pretty cool. She could play the piano. But, again, she's a robot. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it was... Uh... So what did you think of... Sorry. Yeah, no. With everything that the AI learned and chose to do from the data set that it had to where it ended up, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Because looking into the future, Megan 2 is already in production. Is it really? I didn't actually know that. It is. Interesting. Yeah. And... I don't know where you take this story. No, this felt very much like a, this is it. Cause they destroy her. Um, I guess right. they don't, destroy I mean, they the show program, that she's in the, but cause the program ends up in the uh, echo or whatever it yeah. is. Not an echo, the, that universe echo. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed leaving that as like the, Oh, it's semi open ended, but this is clearly the end of this story. I didn't know that. And the fact that they're doing that honestly kind of bothers me a little bit because but i mean it's it's a blumhouse movie yeah and blumhouse is really good for better or for worse at taking an idea making a really cheap version of that idea not that this movie felt cheap but looking at it from a production standpoint you could see where the money was saved yeah and then what they do is with the sequel or the threequel or whatever they end up making that's where they put the money Mm -hmm. in if the first one's successful yeah so i mean it it makes sense that the movie is the way that it is um, and, and speaking of the production cost and, and all that stuff, what did you think of the design of Megan? Um, I thought that that was actually pretty decent. I didn't mind that. Um, the idea that you're making this robot, essentially, right, this android, look as much like a human as you can. And th- it's very realistic. It's very real. Whatever fancy, expensive, like, skin mask that they put on this robot to make it look real and have the facial expressions and the emotions that it needs to have is very well done, but it still does look creepy, right? It looks like a creepy doll. Yeah. At Like, especially if you look hard enough, like there are a lot of scenes in this where they're like, Oh, is this your daughter? Is this your other daughter? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, this is actually a doll. Um, so like at just a passing glance, yeah, it looks like a real person. That's kind of the whole point. That's what Gemma's going for in this movie is I want to make this as realistic as possible. Um, but obviously with, it not being a real person there are still things that come off as not human like facial expressions and portraying the correct emotions and having just that deadpan i am soulless kind of vibe which makes sense i think they did a good job though with that no it, it looked fantastic but the thing that was really distracting for me was the fact that they leaned very heavy into the this is a robot with limited 
facial expression movement. So whenever there was like a front facing shot of Megan talking, all I could do was go, this isn't, this isn't right. And not like in a like dystopian, I'm scared of this kind of thing, but it just felt bad. I, I don't, I don't know okay. how to explain it other than that. Like not even okay. weird. It just felt wrong. Yeah. It, it's not something that really, <laughs> which, may, which maybe was how it's supposed to be. Maybe, you know, considering it's not that, it's something that I film, really but... took too much notice of with that. And speaking of like just the quality of this movie in general, I was thinking about this a couple days ago. Um, for reference, I saw this movie now that we're talking about about three weeks ago. But when I watched it, I didn't really have this thought. But a couple days ago, after just kind of sitting with it for a little while, I think this movie maybe isn't like my cup of tea, right? It's not made for me. And that's fine. I think this is honestly a very good like starter movie to get into the scary movie horror genre for someone who's a little yes. bit younger. It's it's rated PG-13 yeah. for a reason. Oh, no, for sure. I think it has moments of very scary things, which is great for a starter scary movie. So you and I... But who, it, doesn't, it doesn't linger on them either. No, you know? which is good, I think, for that kind of a movie. Like you and I, yeah. we, when we're going to see a horror movie, we want to be scared. We want it to happen quickly. We don't want to have to wait for that to happen. And we want to feel it through the movie because we've watched a lot of horror movies. For someone who hasn't, yeah. this is probably a better movie for them. So looking at it through that lens now, I understand a little bit more why they made some of the choices they made, I think. No, and, and the movie definitely does have a like dark comedy tone to it mixed in with the horror elements. And that's great. And you do need those movies that are those kind of starter movies. My issue with the film is that I thought that it was going to be faster. And yes. I remember thinking in the first half how long it was taking to set up everything. And I, and I get they had to set up, you know, Katie's parents died. They had to set up that uh, that Gemma wasn't necessarily super involved in, in Katie's development. They had to set up everything with Megan. They had to set up why Megan was the way that Megan was. They had yeah. to set up the relationship with Katie and Megan. They had to make it feel like Katie would be super emotionally attached to this thing because of everything that Katie went through. So, like, I get that they had a lot to set up, yeah, but it, it felt slow. And I think it felt slow because I think the marketing of this movie showing off like that, that TikTok dance before, you know, David's demise yeah, made it feel like it was going to be a fast-paced horror comedy, mm-hmm. uh, which Blumhouse is very good at. And I don't know. I, it felt slow for what I was oh, expecting, I, but not bad. I agree. I think... First half of this movie, very slow. Second half of this movie sped it up a little bit, which was good. And a lot of that is because exposition. That makes a lot of sense. But it takes half an hour, 45 minutes before anything actually scary happens in this so-called horror. Yeah. Like, because there is all of that. Katie's parents died. You have to get to know Gemma and Katie's and their dynamic. And you have to see Megan grow a little bit, right? Like, Megan can't be this horror bot at the start of this movie, Megan has to work yeah. first in order for there to be a reason to be concerned that Megan's malfunctioning. So it, that makes sense, but it does make it like, like the whole uh, tension scene after Brandon's killed, like you, you brought up with uh, ripping the ear off and yeah. then the deleting the security That's when things get that scary. Stuff. That's like yeah. the, the moment where I'm like, okay, this movie can be crazy, but it took a while to yeah. get there. Um, yeah. So I get that. Like, Megan getting on all fours and literally like bear charging at this child. That was kind of like, that was funny, but it was scary at the same time. Like if this happened to me and I like, I'd be like, holy crap, what is going on? When, when she ripped the ear off by choice, mm-hmm. yeah. that, that to me was the moment where I went, Oh, okay. This is Blumhouse. Yep. Okay. I was like, okay, cool, great. Cool. This can be scary. And watching Megan learn that she could get away with murder afterward, like after the death had happened and she's sitting in the car kind of just analyzing, you know, Gemma covering for Megan and watching Katie kind of being a little protective over Megan with all that. Yeah. And seeing Megan learn that she could get away with murder. That was, that was an interesting take. Yeah. And, and an interesting way of showing it and really well done. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just, you know, it's just little subtle eye movements going mm-hmm. back and forth between different characters talking. And you can't even hear what they're saying, but you just know that Megan's learning. I think they do a good job with those little subtleties, right? Like those quiet moments. They use silence to their advantage. And they still 
tell a story with that silence, with the eye movements, with the facial expressions, with the anger that Katie feels towards Gemma because Gemma's like, this is a doll. I'm your mom now kind of like vibe. And Katie's like, I don't want you to be my mom. Megan's got me covered. I don't need you. Like that whole dynamic is crazy to me because Megan's a doll. Yeah. And they did a good job of like making sure that that theme was very much felt through the movie. Yeah. Um, But they bounced it out with some of the the darkest jokes I've seen in a movie in a while. Like, um, yeah. Right, right, right after Katie's parents die, there's the whole, uh, uh, mock commercial that comes out. Yeah. It's like, have have you have have you had a parent die recently? Well, Mm -hmm. guess what we have. It's just, (laughs) it's crazy. It's awful. Perfect. I, but that kind of humor makes me laugh. So I, I really appreciated that. And this movie, I know we've said it several times and I'm repeating myself to some extent does a good job balancing the scary and the horror. One thing that it did take until the end of the movie for me to like fully understand. And this might be just me not quite paying attention because for me, seeing this movie was a last minute decision. Mm-hmm. Um, As I asked you to, <laughs> it, it was, it was, I'm, and I'm glad you did. Cause like I left the movie thinking, wow, I want to talk about this. I have thoughts. Yeah. Um, I went from sitting in my bedroom, uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons with friends, the game ended to in the theater, sitting down, watching previews in less than 10 minutes because I recently moved and I found a theater really close by. Which is really cool. And it it felt really weird to be sitting in the theater going, huh, 10 minutes ago, I was, was playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. This is odd. Yeah, I, that's fair. So when I went to go see this movie, long story short, I was tired, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and it took me a minute to realize that Cole and Kurt were two different characters. Okay. Even though they're on screen at the same time, I didn't realize that one of them was helping the project and the other one was trying to sabotage like the company and like copying company pr- secrets and sending them to the competitors and all that. Yeah. I thought that. I don't know why I thought that they were the same person being that's, helpful that's to the project and that's, also sending things. Yeah, that was no, the I movie. know that's just me, <laughs> but it was interesting seeing that subplot develop, yeah. you know, and then Megan using knowledge of their sabotage mm-hmm. as a motivation to, you know, kill them. You know? Yeah, definitely. As well as to give Megan like an, an alibi yeah, and to have no, no, you you did this, you you killed them for this reason. That was a very interesting moment to watch the AI learn to that point, and having the AI starting at that level of intelligence and understanding as to how dynamics work mm-hmm. at the start of the next movie. I I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because now Megan's not in a body; Megan's in a in the internet, essentially, like which is right. Very Ultron-y to me, and I don't know if I like that or if I hate it. It really depends on where they go or, with it, right? Uh, or uh, HAL 3000 yeah. from, uh, yeah. It, it really depends on what Blumhouse decides to do with this, what the writers make the next script to be, because it could be really well done, or it could be very cliche, very world domination-y, and that would be a very different vibe from this, Megan, and I don't know if that would do it justice i mean i think as long as they stick to the same kind of dark humor and kind of overall like hey family's important i hope you know, i hope should so be okay. yeah and do you think in megan 2 it's going to be centered around Gemma and katie still with megan being that i that, don't know because like megan's I think still would... trying to be that caretaker of katie and making it worse again or do you think it'll be a different situation with a different family I'm just curious what I'm your hoping, speculation is. Uh, speculating, I I hope that it's with a different family. Okay. Like I I hope that, or not even a different family, but maybe it's all of everybody who has to deal with this program or with you know those in-house things, and it's multiple different vignettes, or or maybe it's still dealing with Katie and all of them because it seems like Megan over time develops like a grudge against Gemma. 
Yeah, and this like caretaker and, and like role person- for Katie, right? So, but but not not even in like a personal caretaker role. I mean, from when Megan first is introduced to Gemma as Gemma not being Katie's primary caregiver, Megan kind of starts to develop like a little bit of like a a jealousy towards it. Mm -hmm. And then Megan starts to kind of have this vendetta against Gemma, even after Megan has Katie back and is, you know, looking over Katie, Megan still doesn't like Gemma. Yeah, definitely. Cause you know, Gemma's the one who's like, Megan's doing bad things. Um, right at the same time, I I I think think... Megan's growing, learning and Megan's starting to be like, I can do this better than you can. And right. But even beyond just the parenting thing, I think Megan has it out for Gemma. Yeah. So that might be a good, like, you know, backup on. Yeah. Kind of thing. What, one interesting rumor that has been swirling around because Megan blew up at the box office which blows. way more successful than I was expecting. Oh to be. yeah. No, didn't expect um, and, and, and it I, that much. And it might be because of like what you brought up earlier, that this is a really good like intro to horror. Yeah. You know, cause there are plenty of people that don't like horror films because they're uh-huh. too scary, you know? Yeah. But um, the reason why I wore this sweatshirt to talk about this movie is because there's a rumor going around that since Blumhouse usually has a Halloween horror nights house in Orlando and Hollywood, that this movie might be one of those movies chosen oh, for Halloween cool. Horror Nights. That's cool. And I don't know how you do this movie as a Horror Nights house. Like, there's a couple different moments that would work, like Megan with the uh, TikTok dance, then picking up the paper shredder, paper cutter. Yeah. What is that thing called? Basically the a big sword. Samurai yeah, sword. The, yeah, the blade on a paper cutter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that moment, the moment in the woods, uh, the end fight... Like, you could do those moments in a Horror Nights house. Yeah. Uh, and usually the Blumhouse houses are split between two different properties. So, maybe? Okay. But just an interesting thing to think about for, like, this upcoming Halloween season. Yeah, definitely. That could be really cool, though. Not, I don't know anything. It is purely just speculation and rumors that okay. I've heard. But, yeah. Cool. I want to talk about the actors for a minute. Because... Um, as weird as some of the weird like story beats or moments or funny things that you didn't expect to happen were there in this movie, I thought the acting was actually pretty well done. I thought the actors did Oh, it was job. phenomenal. And I want to give a like just a shout out, I guess, to Violet McGraw, who plays Katie, the little girl in the movie, because I think she did a phenomenal job and she's like twelve years old. So kudos yeah, to her. No, fantastic. As I was leaving the theater, I was just scrolling through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I saw an article that really caught my attention. Okay. Uh, Violet's sister, Madeline, was mm-hmm. the uh, younger sister from The Black Phone. Oh. Yeah, right? That's cool. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Look at them yeah. doing their Blumhouse horror <laughs> but, like, stuff. But, both of them doing both of them doing Blumhouse movies, yeah. but both of them doing, like, really successful Blumhouse movies and putting on really good performances. I know we didn't talk about The Black Phone, but, like, the acting in that is also spectacular. Yes. Also a movie that I didn't personally love that much. Um, Mm. I thought it was well done. Kudos to them as well. Um, Ethan Hawke did a phenomenal job, too. But uh, it wasn't, again, my type of horror movie. Like, it was good. That's fair. Um, But good for Violet Anyway, back to Megan. Um, She did great. (laughs) Um, Allison Williams, who plays Gemma who I didn't realize until I pulled up the IMDb that she is the girlfriend in Get Out, and that's super cool to me. I was um, wondering where she looked, why she looks so familiar. Yeah. I, was, I watched this whole movie, and I was like, who the heck is she? Where do I know her from? She looks yeah. so familiar, and that's why she's in Get Out, which one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Get Out. So oh, I love it so much. Um, but I thought she did a great job trying to be this, like, thrown into situation of being a mom right she doesn't know what the heck she's doing she doesn't know how to be a mom it's not anything that she wanted to do she's a nerd she likes her job she likes working on this stuff she's got these collectibles that she's like i guess this little girl can play with them because this stupid lawyer therapist lady keeps coming in and being oh anytime that she was anytime that she was around i i felt super uncomfortable oh which was definitely the like the goal but Mm -hmm. super uncomfortable I hated her so much, the the therapist lady, because I don't think she did a good I mean, job was, at her job. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Not, not really. No, like, like hey, roll this ball back and forth. Uh, 
yeah. I don't know how that. Even though it's not made to use that way, and she's like, "No, let her roll the ball." Like, but why can't I have this be a mom teaching moment instead? I'm like, let her teach her kid. That's a good sign of a mom. I feel like, like, tell her yeah. how it's supposed to be used so it's used correctly. You're just basically telling this kid break whatever you want. Yeah, it. That was a weird moment to me too, but it's fine. Yeah. Again, that I think was the point though, to kind of show this social services woman in that kind of a light, right? Which oh, gives for a sure. bad rap to social services, but I think for the sake of this movie, it made a lot of sense. Plus it goes more to show that Gemma needs help, you know, parenting Katie yes. in terms of Gemma's involvement with Katie, mm-hmm. not just... I, you know, your, your life is fundamentally changed by being the primary caregiver of yeah. this person. You don't get to keep your life that you had, Mm-mm. even though it's not your choice. You know, And we see Gemma a lot in this movie trying to still do all the things that she wants to do, which isn't possible. She's like, I just need to work for a couple hours. You'll be fine out here. And then it's more than a couple hours later. Katie's like, what the heck is this woman doing? And she goes into her workshop and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I've lost track of time. I'm working on this thing. And that's kind of how we're introduced to Megan in this whole movie, which is actually well, cool. We're introduced to Megan that way, but we're also introduced to Bruce. Is that the other robot's name? Oh, um, I think so. I think. Well, it's let's Bruce. just call him Bruce. Cool. I um, love Bruce though. As soon as Bruce was introduced with the gloves that you move the gloves and Bruce moves, I was like, Oh, so this is how the this is where the ending fight's going to be. This is where the climax <laughs> is of the movie. Like See, the the second that they showed those gloves, that's all I could think. I didn't think that. I was just like, yes, Pacific Rim, woo! Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where my mind went. But yeah, um, that's fair. I was like, he's a much more fun robot than Megan is. Like he's just cool. See, I in my brain, I was like, Megan is made of pure titanium. Me- Megan's built like a tank, mm-hmm. like you know, super durable, super indestructible. So the second that they showed a robot that, you know, Katie could operate. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Here, here's the ending fight. Sure. And uh, speaking of an ending fight, watching the fight go from the silent Katie stay in your room with Megan and Gemma fighting physically, but also trying to not have Katie involved. Yeah. Was really interesting. It was. I liked that. Um, I thought it was really cool them being like we're just talking when megan's got her like in like this this headlock kind of a thing and megan's like tell her to go away or i will kill you right now very scary not gonna lie that was actually oh, very terrifying <sighs> but ver- but very well done yes that was very yeah. well done with the lighting with the everything i thought that was awesome but then we moved to that workshop for the rest of this fight and i thought that it was a really cool fight scene in there there was only one moment where the effects kind of fell apart for me. Okay. Um, and I think it's purely because every movie has, you know, something that gets rushed and, and, and something it's, it's literally just a shot of Bruce standing up. Yeah. But the lighting wasn't correct on the model that they used for the VFX of Bruce standing up. Okay. Um, and just because I have an eye for, you know, look, not looking specifically for that kind of thing. But I just noticed that kind of thing. Yeah, it didn't take it didn't take me out of it. But I was like, oh, okay. There's a shot that could have used maybe a, another round or two of rendering. But, sure, that's fair. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cool fighting with Bruce, um, using him to help stop Megan. But then fundamentally, that didn't even stop Megan. Megan then did like the creepy zombie crawl on the ground. Um, oh, creepy zombie crawl! You had crap, the giant no head gash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was very scary too. Um, but it was really cool seeing kind of the tie back to like earlier that it's just this little chip, this little thing mm-hmm. that's in Megan's, like that is Megan's brain. That is, the, that is Megan. That is yeah. the one weakness that is Megan. That's all that it takes, but it's hard to get to. Right. So seeing that be like the final blow to Megan was a nice tie to what we learned at the beginning of the movie. And was it oh, kind yeah. of obvious? Yes, but also it worked. And I think it was very well done. So, Yeah. Speaking of which, though, how much was it? It was it was the the ten thousand dollars for a Megan because they're going to sell these things as products. I don't remember, right? um, but 
ten thousand dollars, if that is the number that they gave in the movie, seems way too cheap for what this one one is. one way too cheap. But can you imagine like having to pick one of those things up from like the store? Like, does it walk home with you? Or it, this thing's made of titanium. That's heavy. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's the I, Megan's able to ride in the back seat of a car, and the car's not dragging on the ground. So Megan, you know, probably weighs as much as a small child. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're not carrying that box home. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't get that far, so we didn't have to see that. Um, but yeah, that'll be Megan, too. We get to, it's just a yeah, movie that, of people that would be leaving stores with these boxes. And that's all that the movie is. It's like seeing people just, just struggling to get... in real life carrying heavy boxes. That's the whole movie. Uh, uh, thank you, Blumhouse. Uh, yes. You're, you're welcome, Blumhouse. I the real say. horrors um, of life. <laughs> Buying toys for your kids. Lifting with your back and not your knees. I'm trying to think of like other things to like talk about with this movie. But really... Overall, I just felt that it was fun. There was a, a nice amount of dark humor. It it just was slow. Yeah. You know, like it like it was a fun movie, but it was just slow. Yeah. And I and I don't mean that in that like it should have been more violent or it should have been crazier. I just wish that it had been faster paced. And like I, that's not to say that you know the uh, humor needs to change. That's not to say that the tone needs to change. That's not even to say that the story needs to change. It just felt slow, and that's really my only complaint. Like it was okay. a fun movie, yeah, and like a, a good introductory. This isn't going to be the scariest thing you're ever going to see, movie. But it sure. just, I don't know, felt a little slow. I liked okay. it. That's but, cool. I get yeah. that. That's totally fine. I don't know if there's anything else I really have to say though. Um, we didn't talk about like any like all the major plot points, but we talked about the things that stuck out to us. Like I said, I watched this. All right, movie let's, three do weeks a, ago, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't really. Let's do a rapid fire of just just simple reactions to a couple of things. What did you yeah, think of the up. neighbor? Um, I thought she was a fun addition, right? Like, yeah, she pissed me off, but that was the point. That almost yeah. made us want to side with Megan, right? Maybe not the killing of the dog. The dog part made me sad. I um, the the use of uh, Megan trying to imitate uh, the neighbor. Like vocally, that was cool. that was scary. Very scary. Very cool. Yeah. And then later with using the dog's voice to trick the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like the manic behavior that that owner showed later on. Like mm-hmm. I know that your daughter or that doll killed my dog, banging on the window, and the police officer having to be like, "Ma'am, we said that you weren't going to do this." That was honestly kind of scary too. Just this angry oh, yeah. person just banging on your front window that's pretty cool that's pretty scary in its own way yeah though i i do have to agree with the neighbor gemma should have fixed the hole in the fence yes gemma 100% should have fixed the hole in the fence um, it's gemma's yeah. fault that katie got bit yeah for sure i what, what about the introduction of is the kid's name brandon i keep having to go back to it yeah brandon uh, at the summer camp place. Um, just the, the, the introduction, just, just so that you, you have a little less empathy for this kid that Megan's going to kill. It's just the worst kid. Oh, yeah. Awful. So stupid. <laughs> Let me play with your doll. Let me do this. Give me the things that you found. Blah, 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 blah. Like, they made but, but, Brandon not likable. Oh, um, su- super, super much a bully. But, like, the way that Brandon talks to his mom when, you know, his mom's talking to Gemma, like, oh, yeah, no, we love this place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just con- um, contempt. I was like, uh, something's going to happen to this kid. Just I thought it was the- just going to be the ear. I thought it was just going to be the ear thing. And I was like, how's, how's, how are they going to go around this? Oh, by eliminating the kid. Okay. Yep. yep. Just shove him off of a hill into a busy street. Uh, perfect. Um, but just based on the two things that you've brought up, this movie does a really good job of like making you not like the people Megan kills to make you kind of like watch Megan's understanding of, okay, this person's a bad person. They can it's die. definitely from Megan's point of view, which is yeah. cool, but it, you still also don't like that Megan is killing these people. Cause that's crazy to be on board with in this it, real world. Setting, like right? so. She's the villain. Yeah. Yeah. But also like <laughs> they want you to not completely not understand. It yeah. really, it helps you see the mental growth that Megan has throughout the movie. That's all I'm trying to say with that. Um, oh, yeah. They do a really good job of showing Megan develop as an AI. Which is cool. All right, next one. Go. 
Uh, Megan driving the car by simply just walking up to it, the door opening, and being able to just walk out of the building when everybody knows what Megan looks like. Um, interesting. Yeah. I, I... yeah. <laughs> um, again, she's a she's an android. She has computers in her, so obviously she can know how to drive. But just having that ability to be like, car, drive, that's a little much to me because she's not known to have I, that kind of access. I will say, though, when Allison, or not Allison, I'm looking at the IMDb, when Gemma took Katie home, I wasn't expecting the ending fight to be at the house as much as I saw Bruce and, and all that stuff earlier. I really was expecting they did this whole, like, build up to this uh, unveiling of Megan. Yeah. And I was, and with, with David, you know, constantly bringing it up and, and mm-hmm. with the competitors and with all these people, I thought for sure that the ending fight was going to be, you know, even though Katie was having a rough time and, and Gemma was finally starting to understand that Katie needed someone to just be there for her. I think I was still expecting a big violent ending with Megan just, you know, tearing up the entire release party and, and live stream and all that. And that being broadcast and it being this terrifying thing of Megan going on a rampage. I so agree for it you. to be a fight for it to be a fight at the house makes more sense for like the theme. Yeah. But I was really expecting the big fight and all that craziness to happen during the live stream. Oh, I agree with you. Um, that's what I was expecting too. And thinking about it now, since you brought it up, I think that it makes so much more sense for it to not have done that, especially mm-hmm. since they were going for a sequel, right? If Megan is broadcast to the world being this destructive, evil thing that kills tons and tons of people, a sequel could still happen, but it would be a very different story than what I think they can attain with what they did. Because there I is no... We, we... There's really no um, evidence that Megan was responsible for any of the death that happened in all of this movie. That's true. So Megan's still this safe toy in the eyes of anyone that might be trying to promote Megan, right? Um, so yeah. that's kind of cool I mean, you'll, me. you'll have you'll have Gemma and uh, her assistants. What are her assistants' names? Uh, Tess and was it Cole or Kurt that was the other assistant? I feel like um, it was Cole, Cole was the other assistant. Kurt was the guy who tried to steal the information. Right. I feel like Cole, Tess, and Gemma would like do interviews like denouncing Megan, but maybe that will be how the sequel moves forward is the three yeah. of them trying to fight Megan going into production and then Megan going into full production and yeah. it being like a Chucky situation. I have no idea, um, but it's something yeah. that'll be interesting to see since I did not know about it until you said it to me now. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. What about you? Is there are there any other like small little moments that like stuck out to you as? Um, I hated David as a character. Um, I was not upset <laughs> when he died. He sucked the whole movie from the first moment we saw him. So I, I, I don't know you if know, that's yeah. good work on Ronnie Chang's part or bad job on Ronnie Chang's part. But I'm assuming I think that was good the work. goal. Yeah. Um, so good job, Ronnie um, Chang. I hated your character. You, that means you did a great job. That's where I'm at. If you were an investor sitting in that uh, showroom and you watched that scene play out in front of you, I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought that that was part of the act. I thought Katie was faking crying. And then it was like, oh, no, Katie's having a meltdown in front of all these people. Yeah, I did not expect that to be what was happening with Katie either. But it made a lot of sense um, because that that even um, more made Megan be like, Gemma's a bad mom. Gemma made katie come and do this and katie didn't want to um that's kind of where it all starts which is interesting to see also that's the first singing moment right that's the first singing moment Um, it's it's one of them yeah yeah because they all look at each other like is this yeah that's how i felt i was like what is is happening but Um, but what what would you feel if you were an investor and you you walk in saying like you you the the last toy that this company put out was a furby that pooped and and just super obnoxious and so you sit down for this grand unveiling of technology changing worldness that that david you know explains yeah what, what would you think if you saw a walking talking robot come out to console a child me personally or like am i playing like you personally this uh, I well one I hate dolls so I'd be like I'm out I'm gone bye um, but <laughs> if I were to look past that I'd be like one I'd be like holy crap what the heck this is kind of incredible um, without anything happening right because you just made this functional 
android essentially um, yeah. but then seeing her comfort katie in that way i would also probably have like a wow this is cool but there is also that question asked in the movie of like isn't this just replacing the parent i just realized that my one sentence summary is wrong uh-huh. my one sentence okay. summary yeah. yeah no i 100 i'm changing it retroactively sorry to completely like shift <laughs> okay. change Go conversation no. Go. it's ex machina it. for kids oh yeah <laughs> ex machina for kids chucky the musical two great sentence summaries for this that's awesome just yeah i was trying to think like what holy crap yeah because like ex machina is like really scary and really good and like super tense whereas this is lighthearted. you know this kind of fits the mold of what i said about the movie and that good job (laughs) this is great we we solved the puzzle colin we solved Um, the puzzle this may change my rating of this movie now good job you did it this this entire review so far has just been me stalling trying to think of a better one sentence review really oh that makes so so much sense i understand that's cool (laughs) it it only took you 45 minutes to do so but you did it so way to be out there applause for you yeah i thought the soundtrack to this movie was also really good with megan singing just really popular songs like just really big pop songs Mm -hmm. and then the tense underlying music behind it as yeah. well as you know just the 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 sound design of megan is a robot so megan talks and sounds not exactly right yeah you know i thought that that I was that's really, really cool. well done you know what i didn't love what didn't you love john um the seven-year-olds that were in the movie theater with me uh-oh that's just seemed a little weird to me. Like you know, this is a scary movie. Oh, I thought I thought um, I thought that they were like throwing popcorn and like you know. No, screaming the whole I just time. I don't understand why some people bring who they bring to the movies with them sometimes. Like yeah, why bring a why bring a baby to um, see Avatar two, a three and a half hour long movie? <laughs> Bad You're plan. Not about that. <laughs> uh, I am. Which to be fair, we have not done an episode on we haven't talked about it yet you haven't watched it yet um but why do that why bring a small child to a horror movie even though yes it wasn't that scary but why do that why bring it to just i don't i don't know um it's fine (laughs) i'm i'm moving on we're good it's all good when when i went to go we wanted to talk about theater experience i thought i'd bring up my theater experience (laughs) just a little bit um, oh, I'll, I'll talk about mine real quick. I didn't okay. realize that it was the last showing of a movie at that theater that night. And when I went to go sit down, it was a uh, one of those theaters where you can get food and drinks like delivered to you. Like there's like a call button. Okay. Had no yeah. idea. Sat down, you know, reclined my seat back was like, mm, I should have picked the seat closer to the theater or closer to the screen because now I'm pretty far back. And there were two other people just a couple of rows in front of me. They didn't make any noise, but it was very much like, uh, you guys are enjoying you time. I'm uh, here by myself. I'm just going to watch this movie. Yay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad. Like, nothing, nothing okay. super crazy. But, like, very much, I wish that I'd been several rows in front rather than several rows behind. If, because then if, I could have just focused on the movie. You know, If that's your plan when you come to a movie... Oh, it's not that they were doing anything like that. It's the fact that they were eating food and talking the whole time. They weren't doing anything. Okay. It, it wasn't that. Yeah. Still, if your plan is to talk <laughs> through a movie, don't go to the movie theater to do that. Yeah. The movie theater... There are... So, uh, John's about to go on a rant. There are so... <laughs> there are so many streaming services that we have right now that you can sit mm-hmm. at home watch a movie, talk about it, pause it in the middle if you need to so you can discuss something. Um, I'm kind of going on this rant based off of an article I read about what James Cameron said about movie theaters and how streaming services are ruining the movie theater experience. And I'm inclined to agree with him a little bit on this because he's like, movie theaters should still be a thing. Yes, there are all these streaming services and that's great, but movie theaters are a different kind of vibe, right? You go to the movies so you don't have distractions. You go to the movies so you can solely give your attention to what's happening on the screen. You should not have your phone out because that defeats the whole purpose. If you want to sit on your phone while you're watching a movie, do it at home. But 
And this gets into Avatar a little bit, but he's like, the whole reason I make the movies that I make and how I make them is because you're supposed to give it your undivided attention. Like Avatar is made to be watched in a movie theater if you can, right? Um, Mm -hmm. The cinematography of it, the whole idea of them having to wait until the technology is made for them to make the movie they wanted to make, that's because it fits in a movie theater. So. Don't go to the movies if you're just going to talk the whole time. That's my little side tangent. I'm so sorry that I put that in this no, podcast that's fair. episode when it has nothing to do with Megan at all. Uh, it's just on my brain now because you brought it up. <laughs> that's all. That, no, that's fair. And I agree with that. I, For me, anytime that any director says anything like that, it makes me think... Um, Go see the movies. Go see the movies. That way I can make more money. Go go see the movie. Go see the movie in theaters. Go Am I denying like that that's also part of James Cameron's reasoning? <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's totally part of it. But um, I think his point stands at the same time. Oh, no. And that that point. I agree with that. Now, because now, most of the time you just see the article and I'm like, that's clickbait. I'm not. I can't. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> for sure. I mean, you and I also, we like going to the movies for the movies. So, mm-hmm. I get that. Um, if I didn't, I probably wouldn't go to the movies. I would just wait for it to come out on Netflix and watch it at home. Uh, that's, that's the fair. difference. Which is what I was planning on doing with Megan. Because yeah. I was like, mm, then I can have like a glass or two of wine and just en- enjoy the movie. Would but... that make it better? Yes. I agree. Megan yes. is a movie where I would totally <laughs> enjoy a glass of wine or two to watch with yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there are movies that are made for that. There are movies that are not. Um, James so, Cameron did not make Megan though, so that was Blumhouse. James Cameron did not make Megan, and it shows. No, um, no, I, th- I thought <laughs> Megan was well directed. It was well acted. Yes, uh, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna jump into my rating. Just, Go just for it. What did you give it? Jump into it. I would out give of five, it. What do you got? Out of five, I would give it a three and a half. Okay, very cool. Maybe, maybe a four, that. but nah, maybe a three and a half. It's not bad. Like no, I really and I I enjoyed the story. I thought Megan was well done. Uh, hearing you talk about how this is a good intro movie really made me reflect and go, yeah, that's exactly what this was for. Mm-hmm. It was just slow, sure, like a lot slower than yeah. I was expecting, and it might be because I was tired when I watched the movie, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it felt slow. Yeah. So yeah, three um, and a half. I'm glad that you didn't hate it. Um, Especially when it comes to horror movies, Colin and I have had this conversation a few times. I'll see a movie and I'll be like, this was awesome. I oh, need you to yeah. watch this because I need you to tell me what you think. And then he's like, I hated that movie. It was terrible. Here's why. We, here's why. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right. This wasn't that good. <laughs> so down the road, if we get enough listeners, maybe we'll start a Patreon and maybe you guys can hear the episode that will never be released publicly about Malignant. Oh, um, Malignant. Um, we'll probably do another review of Malignant, like a, a second review of Malignant sure. in like a year or two. And like, I'll give a better review, but I was very unhappy that I saw that movie. <laughs> there was lots of heavy sighs. There was just lots of, uh, in that review. Um, was that a, was also was a, the was... first podcast episode we had ever tried to record. We didn't know what we were doing. We had never done anything like it before. So it was a really bad one to start on. Yeah. Uh, but it's fine. <laughs> um, regardless, I'm glad you enjoyed this one enough to give it a three point. Yeah. Like, like it, it's, it's a movie that I think if somebody said, Hey, do you want to watch Megan? I wouldn't go see it in the theaters again. But, like, if somebody wanted to put it on at the house, sure. Okay. You know, it's on. There's other yeah. choices. But, like, if, if it's a good, like, if nobody can agree on another movie and everybody agrees to watch this one, it's not a bad option to have. Yeah. Cool. So, my rating, and before I give my rating, I want to preface this with um, this year, since this is our first movie review and rating of the year that we're giving, um, I am going to be a little bit more critical with how I rate things. Oh. I'm going to be a little bit more, I think, accurate to how I actually feel, not be like, oh, I liked it, so I'm going to give it a, a good score, right? Because um, fundamentally, anything above a two and a half is probably something that I enjoyed to some extent because I think fi- that 50% mark is like, this is an average movie. I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. 
anything below yeah. that for me is going to be like, I didn't like this. Anything above it's going to be like, I really, I enjoyed this. Um, mm-hmm. So I was inclined um, before we talked today to give this exactly a two and a half because I'm pretty indifferent to it. I enjoyed it enough, but I didn't love it, right? Um, right. I was confused about some of the humorous things that made me laugh in this movie, like the singing of Battlefield <laughs> to put Katie. See, and, and the- but. Those commercials are what really bumped it up from a like a, a three to a three and a half for me. <laughs> sure. And I get that. So for me, after a couple days ago, thinking about the fact that this is kind of an intro horror movie, it made me like it a little bit more looking at it in that lens, right? So I'm going to give it a three. Okay. It's still above that. I'm in different phase. So that means that like just that I liked it. I probably don't need to watch it again except for maybe to refresh myself before the second one comes out. But I'm like, I'm that's I'm fair. good. Yeah. Um, if I were one, if I did want to watch a movie like this, I would watch ex machina because this is ex machina for kids. And I really like that <laughs> sentence. So that's how I feel. So it's a three for me, um, which isn't a bad thing. Fair. Yeah. Um, but I think that about wraps up Megan for us. Mithrigan, if you will. Um, hopefully you enjoyed what you heard today. And if you did, please don't forget to rate us five stars on whatever podcast listening place you'd like to use. And, uh, if you didn't enjoy what you heard today, we're going to actually talk to the creators of black mirror and have them take over the Megan sequel and cast you in it. So, um, don't have that happen by going and giving us that five star rating anyway. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there are new episodes of the other brothers podcast every tuesday kind of yeah like i said we're using a new um program right now things might be different things might be a little weird um we're trying things out but but uh, it's not because of us. life stuff this time yeah it's not because of life stuff this time it's because of technology stuff this time we want to put episodes out Yay. yeah look at that a nice Season happy three. technology problem <laughs> Well, we talk about a movie that is a major technology problem. Um, it's almost like it was the theme of this podcast. Crazy. <laughs> uh, and if you have any other suggestions for what we should review next, whether it's movies, top fives, personal preference, things that you want to hear about, let us know that on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Other Bros Pod. And most importantly, tell your friends about us. Uh, yeah. It would be nice to be able to have this grow talk to more people you know we'd love to hear your opinions on megan we we want to have this turn into a thing where we all talk about movies we like talking about movies that's why we do this yeah have a conversation with us that'd be really cool yeah i've been john i've been colin and thank you for listening to another episode of the other brothers podcast and we will see you guys next time